Welcome to Dear Mama Hi Daddy podcast. I am a woman of color trying to heal from unresolved childhood trauma. So I created this podcast to help me find a way, a healthy way to heal and be in control of my emotions. I realize I need help with chronic repeated unhealthy relationships. Well, now I'm married in people, sisterhood, codependency, low self-esteem issues, not feeling like myself, all the I recently came into clarity that my root cause was underlying wounds from childhood. Not only did I have to deal with those unresolved childhood traumas and issues as a woman of color. There was an impact of different types of trauma um, throughout my family that passed down generational pain such as discrimination, criminalization, racism, colorism. All these things had an impact in how I viewed the world in addition to physical abuse, emotional abuse, and all of those things. So thank you and I can't wait to share and catch you guys up. You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate. Just working with the scraps you was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the world got... So hi, welcome back. Thank you all for in the time out to listen to my journey and see where I'm at as well as helping me with my speak therapy and getting it out there. I had a lot of comments about my last podcast saying a lot of people saying that I whisper. <laughs> This is my voice. I'm just really soft-spoken and sometimes it is at a bit of a whisper because my all my children are sleeping or uh, one oldest son will be at school but all my children are sleeping and my husband works at night so I try to keep it down for them to not wake up and disturb the time that I have for the podcast and you know it's my morning it's really early so I do try to tone it down it's I mean the sun's not out so <laughs> I have to just be cautious and respectful of everyone's sleep and our apartment. I mean, we don't hear the neighbors, but I just, I assume that if I'm too loud with something, I just don't like apartments, y'all. I can't wait to move, but you know, it's a close proximity. So when we get our house and I have my uh, space to be more creative, you guys will hear the giggles and laughter, I'm sure a lot. Right now, this is what I'm working with. And right now it's not even at, I think that's like future. Right now I'm kind of at a sad space because my spirit feels beat from the generational pain that I am finding out from cousins now that I'm reaching out to. I tried the ancestry but it got a little confusing because you always have that other family member that hones into the family reunions and talkable and doesn't give you the the time this or I will say was not giving me the time and space to or comfortability even like very very nice family member. Love 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 that cousin but also I'm going through my own thing in life and we don't know each other like that so I have to separate uh, seasonal to go through my generational pain because also that generation of I would say like the 70s really honed hone into respecting their parents and, and no matter what they did and those parents of the 1900s to the 50s you know or the 20s I'm sorry I think my great-grandmother was born in 1916 and my grandfather was born in 1921 so 1800s to the 1920s that generation was I mean in other words but I know I don't know any other way to say that because they passed so much pain down to their children that were born in the 50s and then thus they had you know I'm noticing too is we're all kind of like 20 20, 21 years apart as far as the timeline of that baby boom that 
people talk about uh so yeah it, it's been a journey i was fasting from six to six all last week and starting this week i'm going to just do all day of water and fruit like no well from six to six again and do decide to eat because when i was eating last week i would eat like full meals and like sugar and it wouldn't matter i wasn't i don't think it was like too serious but it was to prepare me for this week of being responsible and accountable for going six to six with nothing but water and then after that just water and fruit or vegetables so guys it's a um it's been a journey because it's the first day now so at first you just like have a little bit of the cravings but they're not as bad because like i said i started with doing six to six so i'm used to around this time just not eating and it's hard because i have to make breakfast uh for my oldest you know he's not going to be in school tomorrow for labor day yeah this this week it's hard because i pack his lunch so there's snacks there's all types of just snacky snacks <laughs> that i want and trying to be strong through that because when I eat it it's like I feel like I don't even want it it's really it's kind of like my as I'm aligning my spirit uh, to my external my internal to my external to my skin my flesh it's my flesh does like literally fight my spirit like they fight <laughs> I'm not saying like have two people they fight and like I'll eat it and like internally I'm like I don't even want that crap like but externally I'm grabbing it I'm like oh sugar 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 but I don't need it so yeah I'm, I'm gonna do this I feel like I'm at such a healthy weight to do that uh sorry if you guys if you guys hear kids in the background they're playing outside enjoying their day as I was saying so going through you know in the past I shared that I went through an accountability with my husband and that was a journey which is crazy being married in the beginning when i started this podcast i actually started with that being married motivated me and because of the discord that we had i always like he doesn't do this he doesn't do that he doesn't do this and i had to stop and just think about like why why has it been this long what i'm saying i feel no no interchange i don't um because i was just shouting things to make him responsible for my happiness when he was just trying his hardest to do everything to make me happy but i just wouldn't receive it so when i got into a place of like i said that gratitude tool that i'm gonna remind everyone that they should do uh that a through z rule line your paper up a through z going down and you start with like the smallest blessing or smallest thing you just you cherish to the biggest and i was just writing at first things like because i'm like smallest okay i can walk some people in the world are not able to walk i i count that as a blessing that you know there's other stuff that i had to face but i haven't had to face that and no offense to anybody who is wheelchair bound like I have family members and God bless you and this is just this is my story but I love everyone and then I wrote you know that I have air conditioning that clothes are clean I was able to water and then I booed and it was just like the smallest things and then it started getting really big like my family my kids are alive they're healthy my husband's alive he's healthy all this all it just started getting kind of deep and it just reminded me of people that I've heard of have seen articles or family members that have experience loss that i could never that i can't say never but that i'm not enduring right now and it just it made me cry like some of it made me cry and then i would go back and i did this gratitude rule about three times by the time i got to that h-i-j-k area those big areas where i'm like my kids woke up this morning well you know some people 
don't experience that so you know it's just it's not comparing but it's just seeing how truly blessed you are because for me god can strike at any time you know we are not promised tomorrow we are not promised the things we have today that will be in our life tomorrow we just don't know so i did that and then i realized most of the things because my husband had the foundation of being raised in the church and um going to the church and always like guided me that way but and i've always believed in god i never was like let me take the bible serious let me take bible studies serious let me take my spirituality serious so like i said i've always been discouraged by church there was one church except there was one church um in seattle washington pastor james warlow or warlow he pastor warlow he was the best pastor that i've ever endured like honestly and truly and having that experience and then also because it was in a group my family made sure every sunday no matter how tired we went and i have never found a church after that that made my spirit feel good like that and i think it was a mixture of how he was because it was just non-judgmental and accepting and and then my family was there and so knowing what their own mistakes they never judged either so it was just a connection that i want back and seeing my that my family is all spread out that's why i'm connecting with them even more because i have the time and the, the safe space to do so and talk to them and listen to their past and so that's when i came up with you know dear mama segment of the women in my life um and then hi daddy with the men in my life so it splits in the female and male external right but internally what i'm realizing is when i read my bible that there is a male and female energy connected to our spirit and that's what god gave us when he created our spirit our spirit he created with wisdom and when i was reading and my new i i've never i've, I've always read scripture uh, verses where like pastors would shout i'm like read this <laughs> this is when then they taught for me myself i never just looked and read and felt um and not eating you know you kind of just you have no choice but to think like you're kind of letting stuff die and wisdom speaks like in the bible and she she's referred to her as her and she even says she says i was in god's mind when i created you know pretty much adam and eve when we did the creation that full of like i feel little spirit so there's wisdom and truth and all of that and so that's why we i feel we always need someone and in needing someone i see the relationships that my elders chose to relationships that i've chose to now being married to i would say what other people if you know what a twin flame is i found mine um to go through life with and so i came up with listening to other podcasts of sheena lachey on uh black girls hill she broke it down into like two categories of a relationship of a love addict to a love avoidant and so i just start writing what she was saying down because i'm like oh my god this resonates it sounds so real so i'm gonna share that with you guys for this podcast and then i'll, I'll probably be doing two this week to just catch you guys up on my fasting this is where i'm at it's pretty much going backwards now that me and my husband don't have that discord of of communication so it's now just okay yeah that was me so what else has been me you know in other relationships and i'm trying to create a bond with a sisterhood with the women that i'm like i found cousins that nobody in my immediate family like grandmother or mom like know of and i'm finding them in arizona i'm finding them in california and it's just been i love them and i don't even know them but one conversation and like through text i'm just like this is my family like we are spread out and we have a lot of cousins i have a lot of cousins so 
I'm trying to embrace that. I won't be telling, you know, their stories unless they want to come on and tell their stories. But even, I will say just even the trauma is similar to the trauma that I've found in my elders. And then it's connected to who they partner with and have children with because literally the gene pool of generational pain and trauma is passed down and internally we're dealing with that. So in the external, we're picking mates of that experience. So I want to start with love avoidant. They're usually caretakers. What they desire is to be connected and not alone. They don't want to be connected too closely. Their biggest fear as a love, love avoidant, they take, they don't want someone to take over, take their freedom, identity, take their goals from them. They, their biggest fear is being overwhelmed. So intimacy is scary um, because intimacy can be overwhelming. It's emotional uh, because before people try to take their identity in the past, like when they were younger, they have, you know, the physical, emotional, or sexual abuse um, that's taking identity. So of course you're going to have intimacy issues, disorder, a really hard time connecting. You have walls up and you reject other people. A love avoidant likes to get with a love addict. They pretty much always find each other, but we'll get into love addict in a minute, who in a lot of ways can be dependent on them. So a love avoidant likes to be dependent on a love addict and they're usually the caretakers, okay? It looks differently, like financially, they provide a lot of energy, enthusiasm, so that's why they also find a love addict, because they do that for them. They're traditional, they can get overwhelmed with a love addict, okay? They're overwhelmed by basic, normal, healthy, emotional needs in a relationship, okay? They don't want to give it all. Healthy expectations from a partner feels like a threat uh, to regain power gets really critical. Um, a love avoidant gets really critical in their head, they get so they get annoyed by an addict a love addict they're a savior they move on really quickly very good at letting people or finding things people uh, will fill their cup they distract themselves such as like porn or um, like cheating or if it goes that far okay that was just a little bit of what i wrote so if you guys want me to share more just email i'll, I'll break it down a little better for a love addict what they deeply desire is security safety acceptance feeling one with the person they are with uh, their biggest fear is abandonment okay? those are like abandonment goes with like adoption or their mom not the emotional neglect they probably received as children underlying fear to their core is healthy intimacy to their core low self-esteem they cope by distracting themselves in relationships and things taking care of the relationship if you're single you find other people to take care of family kids friends it's really hard to stop and focus on you because taking care of people your whole life you feel you're a really kind person it's really hard for you to stop and focus on you but you have no desire to do that sitting by yourself maybe there's like an anxiety that may come up with a love addict a love addict is afraid if someone sees the real them they maybe um, will think that person won't like them anymore so they might feel reject uh they might reject you a love addict might reject you relationships are are so shallow they find many relationships no one's really seen the real vulnerable you as a love addict they're attracted to people who appear self-contained strong stable maybe a little ocd not interested in healthy people contained potentially to but the potential to be perfect um they enter a relationship in denial denial of clear red flags physical physically um, present but emotionally not there they act out in ways that to distract themselves um the only way that that cycle can end between a love avoidant and a love addict is one or both get help 
and or like get to the root which would be the underlie the unresolved childhood traumas even if they're little and not everybody had a perfect childhood because parents were just doing the best they knew how and you have to think in those generations what did they know that's what you have to question or if someone leaves you just leave the relationship but like i said avoidance and addicts are always finding each other and i've seen that in i will say my oldest the eldest um people that i know and can find information about from 50s generations for the, the 1900s and 20s would be my uh, great grandmother dorcas they called her dotty and my grandfather samuel i'm going to keep calling him Sam samuel because of the stuff i'm finding out um but relation he is my papa i you know remember him when i was younger it's not like he helped take care or he was like that grandfather that um others have experienced so everybody has ha seems to have had a different experience with him but there's a majority having in my family that's had um either like telling me the horrible things and then some are telling me some good things but some good things are coming from a different um line of being related to him the stepchildren or the you know outside looking in spotted some things that that's what i'm figuring i'm i'm questioning and pretty much like journaling and researching uh through that because that the, the those two Dottie and samuel their lives are telling me so much about the children they had and even with Dottie, she's she had three more children before samuel and then she had four with him so she's had seven children um and then he had the three with her and then one um eldest that i shared with you guys on here that you know he was sexually abusing and going to cousins and stuff there and great uncles that kind of estranged from the family and their children passed two passed away but I, their children are here and so those are the children that i met both girls and they're telling me something just different of just the stories that they remember our parents always tell stories especially if they drink and that generation our parents they drink i mean our generation does too don't get me wrong but i just stopped drinking one day i'll drink wine like if it's like a celebration of something but or like a wine down like a really needed wine down but i just i just never liked the taste of liquor that's just what it is like i like sugary stuff so um even sweet drinks i just i didn't like feeling that way after all i'm good with just my joint and like i don't even smoke the whole joint like i'm good with a cup like three hits <laughs> and put that thing down like i'm good like i feel because my adhd i think from what people <laughs> always feel for that moment i think i'm always feeling not saying like i'm always <laughs> drunk but i that 80 the adult adhd people who have it you won't get it okay so i just i'm at a good place my spirit was really down and sad finding out the abuse of everyone but because i cried it out and don't get me wrong i cry with each story when it does come when i'm praying about it and i feel it like oh my gosh my children you know that they're they were that age they were the age of what i see my children as and so it takes me kind of back to their um, little girl or little boy and i cry for them so that's that's a feeling that's a way of feeling that generational pain if anyone wants to experience that it's really about talking and asking questions and either meta meditating praying or both and if you have children if you wear that hat you wear the hat of a white when you start wearing more hats than the ones you were wearing as a friend sibling daughter uh, son whoever you are when you start wearing other hats um especially a wife it puts you in a place well and i mean especially mother but um even being a single mother you don't see things as clear as being a mother of multiple children in different age brackets and then being a wife of someone that a partner that loves you and 
genuinely wants you to do better and just like etiquette not etiquette like he's like cross your legs but like etiquette as far as um not being so tone deaf and um when to say things you remember that shit you know when to discuss things and have a dialogue a healthy dialogue to move forward in life and um just be your partner your tag when you play when you have a team you tag that person in you know so in weaknesses in those weak spots my husband is so strong and in his weak spots i have to masculine i have to be gentle but he gets it i have to be gentle but i do say what's needed and that comes from setting those boundaries and speaking up because all your life that masculine energy even in women when they had to be strong we put on that masculine energy so it could be like a scary thing but when you get past that like i know this man has never yelled or hit or that masculine energy when woman it was to feel the powerfulness that they think they should have and it's it was overwhelming as a little girl experience of a woman hitting you you know and but then it's like so massive like you know like why it was so rah rah but then when you see a man trying to experience and stand in true masculinity as far as hey you know you kind of saying the wrong thing here you have to let's have respect for each other i've never said that to you are you you know you like put it down like i've never done that to you why are you doing that to me and it'd be like so like layman's terms and i'm like i don't know you know puts you in a place where it's like check and people when you go through those stages you go through you go through stages with that i literally broke that down for myself pre-contemplation would be like the first one you don't think it's a problem then denial then underinformed. that one got me because i was underinformed of my own issues and where they stem from the root of the problem um then you just start to make the small changes to the that's three make small changes and then the or is the action i also wrote actionable advice so we can show it so it's breaking away from people it's that's actionable sometimes you have to just do that um and it's scary but you can't change people the only person you can change is you so sometimes you have to break away from the mindsets of what other people think of you um then you got to do the external um work to get to the inner work just external is like your outside so wash your face you know hygiene wise yoga running exercising you have to do some external work to pump that energy you know um then you get to the inner work um of that so when you're alone and you're feeling certain pains or anxieties or thoughts you have to do some holistic work my holistic work was is reading the bible dating their holistic work can be like hobbies something that makes your spirit like happy where you can stand in that happiness and safety then you have to label your intimacy issues and if you're not in a space where you feel emotionally safe or if you feel emotionally safe look around at the gratitude tool use that or just look around at your blessings and maybe notice that you're in a emotionally safe space because i've been in one for a long time and i, I didn't trust it i think sometimes our minds are just playing tricks on us so we have to uh, like dr strange it and um like get out of that mindset of trickery and you're not being tricked you're safe if no one's hitting you or if you're in physical harm you shouldn't be in that situation by the way but if you are not in physical harm you have a roof over your head you have the simple things in life even along with the struggles because those those come but for the internal work keep telling yourself you're an emotional safe space and sometimes i use the tapping method to get out of those thoughts that i'm not just keep tapping the middle of your forehead or the side of your shoulders like just keep tapping them with the tip of your fingers it's all hard to do if you're in a relationship know that the interdependence is healthy men should be leaders they should be providers 
be gentle women in your house that masculine put on work and and hustle and outside world we have to fight as black women women of color you have to and if we're not women of color you're being a female going out to the, the outside world competing um with other unhealed females can be hard or just the masculine workplace is hard so we have to get there and that's where i'm at i think i'm allowed to give because i'm experiencing and have experienced and i can't wait to tell you guys some ideas that i'm having on the um next podcast so thank you for listening i'm going to end that there if you want to send an email to dear mama hi daddy podcast at gmail.com or please subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast that helps in every way please please subscribe like review feel free uh, to do all of that above <laughs> follow me on twitter at dmhd podcast and instagram dear mama hi daddy thank you guys and have a wonderful week enjoy your uh day off if you have that tomorrow and i will up on here and speak with you next week thank you you were supposed to be the one to teach me how to be a man and